Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to our neuter. Oh, yeah. Everybody, welcome to Unneutered. Um, I'm very pleased to announce our first guest on the show, uh, Dr. Gino Bradley. Um, just to uh, give you a little bit of history about this man, from my perspective, uh, he's a very um, upstanding person. He is true to who he is. Whatever he say, he he means it. So, and he doesn't take things lightly. He's a very unbiased, very wise individual. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and let him talk a little bit about himself. Uh, Dr. Bradley, uh, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, thank you so much, uh, my brother. I really appreciate the invitation. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, I am uh, excited about seeing a direction that Unneutered, which is an outstanding show, is going. So uh, thank you again for the invitation. I am Dr. Gino Bradley. I'm an author. Uh, I'm the author of the book, Last $2. You can see that on Amazon.com. Just type in Last $2 book. I am a husband, father. I'm a Marine. I'm also a minister. So I'm a a lot of things. I'm a son. I'm a brother. So um, that's basically who I am in a nutshell. Um, I uh, began my career, um, my professional career, uh, joining the United States Marine Corps. You know, we served together in the United States Marine Corps. Um, and this back this background in uh, managing people and technology uh, started uh, there. So we're looking at me going from working in the field of communications electronics for a long time to me transferring over to aviation electronics and, of course, managing a crew of guys to accomplish a mission um, it seems like a really good fit, especially when I went out and I had to compare whether I was going to go into consumer banking versus manufacturing. Manufacturing had a much better pay than banking, and uh, they give you a crew of guys. You know, when you start off in the manufacturing world or in the logistics world as a supervisor manager, you get a crew of guys, and it's really similar to being in the Marine Corps. So uh, we went from that to um transitioning from the Marine Corps after we were done with our final contract and we went into manufacturing and corporate environments and we've uh, I've been blessed to be able to manage some of the best companies in the world including managing a 150 million dollar company and it was a great opportunity and we're now taking everything that we've learned from those opportunities managing those large companies 
I went from managing a $60 million company to a $110 million company to a $150 million company. And now I pour all of that knowledge and know-how into consulting small businesses to uh, transform their businesses to the next level, to get them profitable, to teach them what real businesses do. And um, at that point, uh, my expertise can kick in and I can uh, consult as well as provide services to uh, those those uh, companies that we consult. So, like I said, I'm Dr. Gino Bradley. I am the founder and CEO of GBC Worldwide. You can see us um, at www.gbcworld.net, where our core services are tax, accounting, life insurance, and business services, like incorporations and business plans. So that's who we are in a nutshell. So thank you again for having me. Okay, great, great. Can you go ahead and give them that uh, the name of that book again uh, for the listeners, and also go ahead and give them that um, that website again, that web address, and, and a way for them to be able to reach you. Absolutely. Again, our company name is GBC Worldwide, and the website is www.gbcworld.net, and you can find my first book that I authored, and my wife is my co-author. The book is entitled Last $2, and you can find it at our website or at Amazon. You can go straight to Amazon.com and go in the search box and type in Last $2 Book. That's not, you want to use two, which is the number two, Last $2 Book. And um, it's a great uh, expose, a great illustration, and an exploration into the eight keys of a wealthy house. Great, great. All right. Um, thank you for that. Now, let me ask you this. Um, I'm glad you told us a little bit of background about yourself and, and pretty much what you do currently. But my question for you is, what is your why? What drives you every day to keep going? Well, um, my why um, may sound um, pretty basic because I'm a, um, I can be a complex individual when we're in, out in the professional uh, working environment and I can bring all these skills and all these um, abilities and capabilities to the table, but I'm a, I, I believe I'm a pretty simple creature. And uh, my family is, is my, is the number one uh, in my why, you know, providing for my family with my own corporation, with my own company that I built with my own two hands is an amazing experience uh, especially after uh, spending uh, 20 years of corporate and professional work between the military and corporations to, to, to realize that I am now feeding my family and paying our bills and saving for our future with this company means that this company is really taking off and going to the next level so that it can actually provide for my family. Um, so my family is the uh, main part of my wife and um our family believes in giving. We're really big givers. And uh, we believe in, in uh, you know, philanthropy, charitable contributions, both cash and non-cash. So we want to also make sure that we continue to grow this business so that we can continue to increase our giving because you can't give if you don't have it. Um, so a lot of people can, um, you know, try to villainize uh, each other for uh, being all about the money or being too focused on profit or saying, well, look, you'll do anything for the dollar. But look, the Bible says that money answereth all things. And if you don't have money, you can't give. You're going to be in the line trying to receive. 
So we want to. That, that's a big part of our why as well. Um, so my family, I want to give make sure that our family's uh, ability to give continues to go back up and uh, and goes higher and higher. And then legacy, I want to make sure that we leave a legacy um, for our family. And 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 that legacy really is that one person, one family, one business at a time that we've been building our communities through through um, financial education. Um, financial services, and career opportunities. So whatever people needed, we were able to provide that. And not only were we able to provide hundreds and even thousands of services to people across the United States, but we gave hundreds of people paychecks across the United States. So so my why is my family, my giving, and my legacy. Okay. All right. Now, um, I know you mentioned, well, I served with you in the Marine Corps, so that's how I personally uh, know you uh, as far as a little yeah. background. You know, go, we go all the way back to 97. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so going from the Marines, how did you become, how did you get to the type of work that you have now? What was that moment when you said, you know what, I'm tired of managing multi-million dollar budgets and things of that nature are companies. What made you transfer to be your own entrepreneur? Well, wow, great question. Um, I would say, uh, honestly, um, one of the things that kind of clicked for me was, you know, as we both served in the Marine Corps, they had smoke pits all over the place. So you had the smoking area, and they always put the pull-up bar and the sit-up bars out there right in the smoking area sometimes. So whether you were a smoker or not, if you wanted to go out and do some pull-ups, you had to go out there in the smokers area. And there's always people talking and, you know, creating their own philosophies. And you got, you know, of course you got the, the ashtray philosopher everywhere you go that's got his idea and his philosophy right. and what he believes right. in. But I'll be honest with you, man. I was out there talking with some guys, and I'm listening to these guys saying the same thing over and over again. We're active duty Marine Corps. My contract is coming to an end, and it's about time for me to – uh, re-enlist and redo my contract. And I keep hearing these guys saying the same thing that I said. You know, family's number one. Man, my family's number one. And they said this a lot. And to me, I started to draw a line there. It seemed like there was a distinction. It really wasn't per se that family, uh, you know, was number one. It's, it's, it seemed to me that providing for the family was number one. Because you, you'd be willing to subject yourself to a a contract that's going to take you back overseas again and then again and then again. And you're going to subject yourself and your family to long periods of separation, all because a lot of service members feel like this is their best chance to provide for their family. Then a lot of service members join so young that they are um, unaware of how the civilian world works. I was guilty, unaware of how things work and whether or not I would be successful out there. Because in the military, everything is very structured. You learn the routine. You learn the processes. You can get yourself promoted. You can get yourself a raise. You can, you know, navigate and maneuver from one level to the next. And something just clicked when I was out there. And I was like, you know what? It's going to be a mo- little bit more. It's more than just providing for my family that is number one for me. I want to be with them. I didn't marry her so I could leave her. I didn't have my have that, that daughter of mine so that I can leave her. So I'm going to be with her because I have full faith, 100% confidence in my ability to earn money and my ability to provide. And I can do it in the civilian world the same way I did it on the outside. And when I was in, 
uh, we, uh, the unit couldn't get anybody to volunteer for some of these special work details. And I was always a big volunteer. I always volunteered for everything. I always felt like um, every time I got a chance to volunteer for something, I got to change the scenery. So if I'm sitting out with the guys working on the same machines, doing the same stuff all the time, and you said, look, I'm looking for some volunteers, I'm like, I'm game. I love contrast, and I love change. <laughs> I love the transitions right. from, from one season to the next. I want to do something different. So what happens is um, they ask for volunteers on the on the military base to do tax returns for all of the service members so that they can get it done for free. And nobody else wanted to do it. So I did it. I ran the office. Some of the people that were supposed to help didn't help. We went out there. We did a great job. We helped hundreds of families. We did that for two years straight, and I realized I, I think I may be on to something here. Uh, we've gone from um, the haircutting businesses, cutting hair on my back porch, to installing stereo systems for people which take all day and you don't make but a few bucks to, I think I really might be on to something here. And this business might be much different than what I've done before, which is uh, recycling cans or selling bicycles or installing speakers and radios in the cars and giving haircuts. This seemed like a totally different direction. So I did a little bit of schooling, um, went to uh, St. Leo University, got an associate. Uh, got my bachelor's, went to Kennesaw State, got my uh, MBA, got my master's degree, and uh, then I went to Atlantic and finished my doctorate in, in finance. So I didn't need to do all of those things in order to become the financial consultant that I am today, but they did help because I was constantly exposed to other things, new people, new cultures, new uh, learning materials. But the thing that really hit was that conversation that I had in the smoke pit when I realized at that point I'm not signing a new contract to uh, to extend my stay in the, in the Marine Corps. I enjoyed it. I'm a Marine for life. I'm a Marine's Marine, 300 PF tier um, expert, you know, rifle, so I wasn't no slacker either. But at the same time, I did my turn, and if everybody did a turn, I, I wouldn't have to stay in the Marine Corps all my life. I did 11 years, um, and I think that was a good portion of my life that I dedicated to the United States and, you know, willing to defend the United States Constitution against all foes, foreign and domestic. For 11 years of my life, I did that time. So uh, there's a ton of guys out there that did no time. And I ain't putting them down, but at the same time, if everybody did a turn, I wouldn't have to stay. So my little girl right. tells me, uh, you know, all the other daddies, they come home after work and they come to the daycares and pick up their kids. Where do you work at? Because you don't come home after work. And I was like, wow. Right. My little girl ain't four or five years old. And she noticed that she notices the difference between the different jobs that the different dads have. I drew a line right there. That was it. So that was the desire. So you got to have desire. You got to have the, the skill set and the toolkits that you need, but you still got to have that faith and that desire. My daughter and my family gave me the burning desire. Without that, it's going to be hard to be passionate about anything. So the desire was there. Then I went and did a little bit of additional training and schooling, so I got the skill set and the tools that I needed. And for the whole time that I remained in that contract and then all the time that I was working in corporate America, I was building this business, and I was doing it on nights and weekends, building it, growing it, improving it so that when I was finally ready after our 13th year was completed, year 14, we went full-time and full-fledged out here. So that's kind of what pushed me from um, working on airplanes to being a financial consultant. Okay. All right. Well, um, 
since you had that transition, can you tell me or do you have any stories of um, stuff that didn't go your way, uh, with just a, a flat-out failure, and what did you actually learn from that failure? What valuable lessons did you learn? Oh, and how did you well, overcome it? Oh, definitely. Being honest with you, um, you know, everyone has a different idea of what failure is. And uh, in my opinion, I know that it was God's timing that allowed me to go and do this business full time. And if I had to try to do it uh, probably too soon, then maybe it wouldn't have worked. But when I really look at it, I have people ask me a lot of times, what took you 13 years to decide to go ahead and do it full time? Because the business was already up and running. We already had the documentation, we had the machines, we had software, we had everything we need, and we were running this business for 13 years, but still just doing it on nights and weekends. So it really became uh, money to go to the mall. It became travel money, you know. It was play money, you know. And taking it seriously took me 13 years. So in my opinion, I almost feel like um, one of the things I talked to with, uh, with one of my pastors was I was out when I was in the Marine Corps, and when I was actually on Corporate America, we were out there feeding massive babies, just like the black women used to do back in the day. You at, at the job all day long feeding massive baby, and, and at the same time, your baby is starving. So I would say something I had to overcome and maybe that, that maybe able to be considered a, a failure of sorts is what took me so long to get the courage to get out. And it's almost like God had to almost push me out of corporate America because he know it was too cozy for me. I would never leave corporate America because I was making way too much money. I was making dump trucks full of money at these corporations because I wouldn't know um, regular um, middle income uh, kind of person. I worked my way to the top of my field. Um, so as a director in the business, the salaries were were impressive. And why would you leave an impressive salary plus your business that's working well to provide you money to go to the mall and to travel so you ain't even really got to touch your paycheck pretty much? So it was way too comfortable for me. And I feel like because I didn't, I didn't understand the, the call that was on my life, I didn't understand what God had placed inside of me, which he's also placed inside of everyone else you know, that we have a purpose and we have a mission and we're meant to be more than just, you know, what we allow ourselves to be. We were meant to be more than just people that settle. We weren't meant to settle. And um, so sometimes you have to be pushed. And I feel like because I failed to, to realize that, I felt like um, I needed to continue to keep making everything better and better and better and better improving the processes, the documents, improving the logo, improving the website. And to me, I kept saying, well, if I make it a little bit better, then I can go full-time. And that is not uh, what you need to wait. You don't need to wait until it's perfect because there is no such thing as perfect. You just got to jump. So I would say it's both a good thing and a bad thing because me waiting 13 years means I had put a lot into the business so I didn't have a half-baked company when I came out here and said, yep, I'm uh, walking away from a lot to go and do this and then try to figure it out all from scratch. That wasn't me. I didn't have to figure it out from scratch because we'd been doing 
uh, this job for and, and doing these services for families for many years. Over a decade, we've been doing it. So that's the good side, the fact that we had 13 years of preparation. Just like Joseph had 13 years in prison before he was able to move up and be promoted um, to, to the next level. But on the bad side, it took me 13 years to gain the confidence to stop running my business part-time on the side, going down there, getting on the expressway, driving in traffic with everybody else, with the lack of flexibility, the people on your job control your time. They control your pay no matter how much they pay. You know, you may be, I may have been missing out on three or $4 million per year trying to hang on to the three or $400,000 that I was getting. But I mean, I'll never know about the three or $4 million because I'm too satisfied and too, and too, uh, you know, I'm too accepting over where, where I am today because I'm accepting somebody's given me a place that's just a little bit better than the other guy's place. You've given me just a little bit more than you gave to the other business associates here, so I'm supposed to be uh, satisfied, and I'm going to suppress the, my desires and ambition and my purpose in life because it's been comfortable. So I would say that's a double-edged sword for me on the – failure side because I believe every failure like you you said earlier if you overcome it or you overcome that obstacle it can become a strength for you so I believe we've turned it into a strength by taking all those years of preparation and that made us better so that when we came out here we didn't fall on our face okay okay I like that that was, that was very well very well put and just to give a little texture on that what I want people to understand is even though you were successful at your job, you were, you was comfortable, you was able to do things that you wanted to do, you still equated that to failure because you were shortchanging yourself by being afraid of taking action. So you finally got fed up and just took action. And yes, that, 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 that's, that, that's beautiful, man. I hope people really understand that even though the man was success, successful in life, he considered that, a failure because he didn't take action when he should have. So that, that just goes to show you that taking action, even if you're afraid, just, just go ahead and do it. Even if you don't think you have the means to do it, take action. That's very, very, very important. And I think that was, that was, that was fantastically put. Um, so I thank you for saying that. Um, I'm very happy you did say it that way as well. Now, well, I know you, you mentioned, wanted, uh, I know you wanted the show to be, I know you wanted, uh, you know, the conversation to be authentic, and um, and sometimes oh, yeah. we have to be a little transparent, right? So I'll put myself oh, yeah. out there a little bit because it may help somebody. I'll be transparent because I know you've been very transparent about, you know, you know your life. So I figured I'm gonna just go ahead and do the same thing we do in ministry, and just go ahead and just throw it all out there. Oh yeah. Love oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's all uh, raw and uncut on unneutered, man. Raw and uncut. Now you mentioned uh, legacy earlier um, during this uh, this call, and I want you to just a little just to expand on that a little bit as far as what you think legacy means and what type of legacy do you want to leave behind. Okay, great question. So uh, legacy to me is more than just um, what we are remembered by. It's more than just the story that remains. 
it's also the the environment that we left and the materials and the wealth that we left, you know, and a lot of families that I know, every generation in the family starts over from scratch every time. Somebody has some kids, those kids grow up and get grown, they got to start from scratch. Then they have kids, they got to grow up and start from scratch because the families aren't leaving any kind of wealth. So succession planning to me is critical in respect to a legacy because our communities and our families are going to continue to have the same conversation about how we got to come up for as long as there's not one generation or not one person willing to set aside some of what I have today so that my posterity in the future can start off and not start off at zero so that we can have properties that we pass down from family, from family, from life, from generation to generation so that we have cash, we have trust funds set up. So that's kind of what we're working on. Of course, as a financial consultant, I have to make sure that I practice what I preach. And it's not just because I need to practice what I preach, but more importantly, it's because I believe in it. I believe in what I teach people. So uh, my family, we're setting up trust funds. And we're also trying to set up not just annuities, but also perpetuities so that this money lasts in perpetuity, which means forever, in a lifetime, so that my family lives off the interest and the next generation just pours more money onto it and it goes from generation to generation so nobody starts from scratch. You know, it's hard to get people to pay off homes because they keep moving and bouncing from house to house trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, My wife and I could have easily bought a bigger house, better house, better this, that, and the third. Uh, We spend a lot of money on our cars, but other than that, we don't spend a lot of money on anything else. We've been in the same home for 15 years, and uh, we're definitely doing the whole um, um, Warren Buffett, you know, sit down somewhere kind of situation where we're building that wealth and preparing to pass it on. So for us, you know, legacy is going to be about a few things. You know, making sure that our families and our communities know that GBC, GBC Worldwide, actually provided some very critical services to the community so that we didn't just come out there and say, we want your money. We provided it, critical services that they had to have, and we did it in an excellent way, and we did it for year after year after year. That's important for our legacy, that we build one person, one family, one business at a time, and we treat everybody's case as if it was our own, that's important to be a lasting part of my legacy. Um, and, um, you know, we, we love the work that we do. Me and my team, we love the work. We love the process. So for us, you know, being passionate about what we're doing is, uh, is, is really easy because we love what we're doing. And we want to make sure that we're known for, for having the ability to provide solutions to families. You know, people, they say uh, – you know, you know, people will forget what you said to them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. And I believe that when you teach somebody something, so which, like we do in some of, some of our classes that we teach, we teach over 20 different courses uh, for free that we use to educate the community. But when you teach somebody something, you definitely have a great impact on how they feel because you didn't just say something to them and walk away. 
you didn't just either give them your judgment. I'm going to give you my judgment on you as a scale of 1 to 10, and then I'm going to, you know, just disappear on you. But taking the time to teach uh, will definitely help uh, that individual to get to the next place in life, to take one more step up that ladder. So the legacy for GBC is that we had to have provided for years and years and decades, uh, you know, solutions that families and businesses needed, critical services, and that we took our time with one person, one family at a time. And in that process, we're going to, of course, we're going to sell a lot of books and people are going to read the last $2 book. Um, People are going to spend money in the community. We're going to give a ton of career opportunities and take regular people who wanted to have a business but didn't wasn't quite sure what kind of business, we're going to give them turnkey systems to turn this on right in your home. And you can do this from your house. You can do it from a coffee shop. You can do it from wherever because we have career opportunities where we'll help you get started from scratch and give you a turnkey system to get you going. So we helped create entrepreneurs. We helped provide solutions to families. And in, re- and in return, of course, the return on our investment is we're going to get increased sales, book sales, and we'll be able to do more services and be paid for our services. And then we, in turn, take that wealth and not just keep it all to ourselves because my family believes in giving. So we're going to have a philanthropic legacy. And then we put some aside for the future so that my posterity and future generations will be able to live off of this wealth and keep this company and our and our foundation. Well, we have a foundation, the Lizzie May Foundation. Keep the foundation and keep the company alive based on how we spent our time while we were here and alive and kicking and running this business so that, you know, my, my kids and my grandkids will run the company the way, the way I did. Okay. Great. Great. I, I like that, man. Uh, and it's a good segue because I love when you said you're going to help teach people to make this money. Right. And as a, as a saying that I, I love one of my favorite quotes and sayings, is I'm not going to give you no food. I'm not going to give you the meat. I'm going to teach you how to hunt. You understand right. what I'm saying? I'm going to teach you how to keep yeah. feeding yourself to sustain yourself. I'm just not going to handicap you or enable you by just giving you some meat. No, I'm going to teach you how to keep hunting and providing right there. That's that's wonderful. And like I said, it's a great segue because I would like to know you know, at least two of them, what are your favorite quotes or what are your favorite sayings and, and, and what does it mean to you? Well, I got a couple of them. Um, one of them I got from just some regular guys that I was working with in the factory, okay? Of course, managing these large companies, we I manage, you know, manufacturing facilities where we produce and manufacture the product. So I run into a lot of different kinds of people. And one of these guys, he was just a regular old Joe. I mean, just a regular guy. He said, look, man, we were talking about what we were going to do to try to get our plan together. And he said, don't let perfect get in the way of good. And I thought that that was awesome, but it also reminded me of something that I had heard before. So this is uh, this goes all the way back to English, French, and Italian philosophers and, and poets who, who, who had um, the original saying said that perfect is the enemy of good. And what that means is you'll never do something because you're just waiting for it to be perfect 
or you're trying to plan it out way too much. You've been planning for 10 years. Stop planning and go do something. So that's kind of what it means to me. Uh, don't let perfect get in the way of good because perfect is the enemy of good or better is the enemy of good. You know, my wife believes, for example, why waste all day long to only get two or three tasks done um, because you're trying to make them perfect. So you got three tasks done. You got a 100% grade on all three of them. When, you know, somebody else that's a whole lot more efficient could have got a passing grade. They got a 95. They weren't trying to make it perfect. They just knocked it out. They got they, they got a 95, but they did eight tasks. They got eight things done at a 95 versus the person that got only three things done. Trying to make it perfect, wasting time sometimes. Say what they call the law of diminishing returns. Sometimes right. to get it's it's a whole lot harder to get from ninety five to a hundred than it is to get from zero to ninety five. It's a whole lot easier to get from zero to ninety five. So that's one of my quotes, man. Uh, another one is uh, uh one of my quotes that I created and it's in the book, last two dollars. And it says, If you give until it hurts, you will never be without. And what that is is I'm describing the principle of the open hand, which is also in the book, you know, so anybody out there listening, including you, Ted, take a look at your hand. You can hold the phone with one hand and uh, look at your other hand. Now I want you to ball it up into a fist. And I want you to imagine, can you put anything in there? Would it balled into a fist like that? No. Nah. Because it's balled up. Can somebody else put something in your hand if it's nah. balled up like that? Nope. But if you open it up, now you can have something put in your hand. But guess what? The reason why people don't keep their hands open because you're also subject to have things taken out of your hand. So because of that fear, people hold on to what little bit that they have for dear life, and they don't give or invest the way that they should because it's a poverty mentality. Poverty, it, it starts way beyond what you have. It's also you know, a mindset kind of thing. So if you don't get the right mindset, you will never be able to get uh, to the right place. The Bible says that those who have will be given more, and those who do not have, even the little bit that they have will be taken from them. And that's really key to what I call the principle of the open hand. You can learn a lot more about it inside of Last $2 book. But um, if you give until it hurts, you'll never be without. And that's the law of reciprocity. And philanthropy. And my last one I would say is kind of similar to the first one I gave you. Um, It says to to improve is to change, but to perfect is to constantly change. And I've used this a lot in in the manufacturing world, creating continuous improvement programs and doing business consulting for some of these companies after I left corporate America, I've been doing a little consulting and it's, it's sometimes difficult for the managers or the leaders that are there to create the continuous improvement environment that is ripe to create and cause employees to give ideas and to make suggestions and to implement change so that you can start seeing a snowball effect of the company getting better and better every day. Well, that happens in some places, but, you have to have the right leadership and you have to have that continuous improvement environment. And what it says pretty much is to perfect is to constantly change, meaning you're never going to reach perfection, but you should never stop shooting for it. Okay. All right. Um, I have another question for you, man, while I have you on here. 
Because um, okay. I like to, I like people to get to really know, understand who you are. And there's anybody that comes on on neuter, you know, we regular people, you know, man, we we all living our lives, we all doing our thing. And one thing I I think it speaks volumes of a person's character is finding out, you know, some of their sayings and, and, and quotes that they like to use. And if you can have one thing um, or do one thing that can help change the world and make it a better place, what would it be? Anything. Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I would say with all the things I see on TV in the world today, it'd be hard to pick one thing, man. But um, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll make it one long thing just like they do when they ask those complicated questions. You ever see those guys that are trying to ask the president questions and they ask him a six-part question? <laughs> well, I'll say, since I can only pick one thing to um, to do to make the world better, I'm going to make this like a three- or four-part answer. Um, one of the things that I, I, you know, have a strong desire to see is uh, human and sex trafficking stopped. Um, I'd right. like to see giving go up. Giving from every from every part of the to the globe, every single person to give to more to foundations, the government to give, and for everybody to always continue to give, so that we can have programs to help people that are coming out of human and sex trafficking. Man, and I love to see no more war. You know, I love to see war stopped. But you know, so if I could do that, man. Stop human and sex trafficking, uh, increase giving around the world, and shut war down, man. That's that's my three-part answer. Yeah, and now my response is, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really yeah. ambitious, man, I know. Yeah, that like is. That, that is like, really ambitious. Mission? Our mission is to end hunger around the globe. Wow. That's a big yeah. mission. That is definitely a big mission, my man. Definitely. Yeah. So, all right, great, man. That's pretty much all the stop, uh, all the questions I have for you, my man. But I do want to know this. How can listeners help you reach your goal or how can the community help you? Okay. Thank you for asking. Uh, so all, all of the listeners out there that are listening from the Bay Area, to Mississippi, to Atlanta, to overseas, you're stationed somewhere in the military. We created GBC Worldwide just for that purpose, so that we can be worldwide. But we're going to represent us, and we're going to take care of us, and we're going to recognize our own. So always remember, you can always get at us at www.gbcworld.net. But in order for us to go worldwide to help communities, to build one person, one family at a time, we need additional people to help us to get the work done. So we have career opportunities. We're the only company that you're going to meet that's hiring every day. Yes, you you put your phone up and your radio closer to your ear. I've just said it. We're hiring every day. So we need additional associates. In five years, we should be at 500 associates, business associates that are part of our, our company, either as employees or franchisees. So we have franchise opportunities. We'll help people to have a turnkey business system but we need to get people coming in from around the world in order for us to be worldwide. Our business should double five times, so we're going to double every year. We're going to continue to double. So if you want to get your part 
of this revenue that we're going to be sharing than join this system because this system, which is part of it, is free till May 2018. Um, come May 2018, that's it. There won't be any more opportunities to join for free. And at that point, it'll be just like um, buying a McDonald's franchise. It won't be nearly as expensive, but the opportunity is, is now to strike while it's hot. So um, we are having a uh, the 2018 Excellence Awards Gala. This is the biggest event of the year for us. It is January 27th, 2018. You can go to the website, gbcworld.net, and click on events, and you will see where we, we're selling early bird tickets for 25 bucks for adults and 10 bucks for uh, youth uh, aged 13 to 18. Um, so you've got to be at least 13 year, years old to come, but 13 to 18 is 10 bucks for adults. It's 25 bucks. This is where we recognize our own. This is where we recognize those that have made an impact on the lives of others. So we're, we're taking open nominations. Anybody can go to the website and nominate somebody, and you can go to the same website and vote for that person and tell all of your friends to vote for that person. And you can vote as many times as you want. So if you have someone in your community, someone that you know made an impact on the lives of others, you should consider nominating them because this is your chance to recognize our own. We can't wait for the Grammys to reach down into the neighborhoods and come and find out whether Miss Annie Mae, who's been taking care of children for 40 years, has done a good thing for the community or not. We have to recognize our own. This is a fabulous awards banquet where we're going to recognize each other. It's at the Brookstone Golf and Country Club out here in Metro Atlanta. It's a beautiful event. It's a great opportunity, and just remember that all of the proceeds from the profits that we make from the event all go to charity. So the 2018 Excellence Awards Gala, the profits go to charity, and we're recognizing our, our own. And this all happens just before the tax season so that people can all be very familiar with who we are and what we're doing so that if you need the services, you can work with us from anywhere in your world. We built our website so that you can just touch a button on your phone and it'll open up your camera and you can send all your documents to us for tax season. A free quote give from life that, insurance only takes five minutes. Give them that web address, uh, web address again. So www.gbcworld.net. If you were doing a tax return, you can literally just touch the button on the phone that says send us your files. It'll open up the camera on your phone. You can send us the documents from anywhere in the world. We're working with people from Hawaii to Korea to Belgium. We literally have people all over the world, but we need to continue branching out, and that's why we need you, the listeners, to join us by letting us do the services for you or considering to join in our company. A free life insurance quote only takes five minutes, and just remember this, 85% of widows, if you lose your spouse, you also lose your house within the first 12 months. You don't just lose your house, but you lose it quickly because people always wait too long to get life insurance. They wait until they're fat, and then they get life insurance. And they don't like the rate because they waited too long. They wait until they get a diagnosis. Now I have diabetes, high blood pressure. The time to act is when you're young, when the rates are great. But no matter what, if you need a policy, you want to get a quote, we can help with that as well. Our core services tax accounting, and life insurance. Um, but don't forget, the 2018 Excellence Awards Gala is going to be a super fabulous event. 
So if you're listening, you want to be in Atlanta January 27th, 2018. Outstanding, outstanding. Okay, well, I just want to thank you uh, again, uh, Dr. Gino Bradley. But, you know, I like to call you Wiz. Uh, hey, as long as you, you lot, call me whatever you want to call me, as long as you call me. Right, right, brother. Me and this man right here, uh, <laughs> go back. We uh, was in the Marine together. We was on ship, uh, USS Baton, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, in yeah. the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, uh, <laughs> making music, making a rap song. <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome, man. We had an awesome Yeah. Time. Yeah, so this this man is very talented, and, and he's very passionate, and he'll overcome any obstacle. So that's why I, I, I thank you, and I love you for being one of my first guests on Unneutered, because I know you keep it real, and you keep it all the way funky, raw and uncut. Amen. Amen. Hey, I love Unneutered. I'm about to go tell everybody. Check out the unneutered radio show because it's awesome and it's definitely raw and uncut. Uh, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Gino Bradley. Do you have any uh, last things you would like to say? Um, I only want to say uh, thank you for giving uh, me the opportunity to showcase who we are and what we're doing. And um, I hope that uh, the listeners will stay tuned. Stay tuned for all the great things that's coming forward on Unneutered. So I want to make sure I send you a big shout-out because uh, it's, it's generous of you to have other people on to put them in the spotlight and let them say what they need to say. So big shout-out to you for that. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. All Thank right. you for having us. Oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, everybody, love. Peace. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.